0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tyler Carlin. Welcome to Bacon and Eggs. Welcome to Bacon and Eggs.
1: I'm out of focus. Woo! And yeah, not in the microphone. Howdy, yokes. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by Delta Dental, who is offering me $25,000 to work for Delta Dental as a DDS. I am not a DDS, uh, and they would not follow through with that hiring process, but I see an Instagram ad for this particular job 100 times a day. So... I feel like they're wasting a lot of money on me, so I'm passing that money on to you. If you are a dentist yeah. and want to work for Delta Dental, I think, honestly, not even sure that's who it is, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. You could get a $25,000 sign-on bonus by, I guess, responding to the Instagram ad on my phone.
0: If we're just going by the ads that we see most often, I think mine is a Hulu ad for America's Got Talent.
1: Uh, if you have a talent and want panel of talent show judges to say oh wow i didn't expect to see a talent tonight you yeah if you
0: have a talent and you want simon cowell to look at you like you have no reason to be there even though you do uh what actually it's not an ad to be on america's got talent It's an ad to watch america's got Uh, talent
1: if you want to watch other people be roasted by d-list celebrities simon cowell and a bunch of i don't even know who go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the amazing reward tiers we have over there and check out and maybe consider, I don't know, signing up for one. We do hangouts, which is like an old term, but basically it just means you hop on a zoom call with us. That's the post COVID term. We're very slow to change our terminology. And we are
0: going to do that. It's just been a very weird. I did restarting. One. Thank you
1: very much. Okay. But the, it's billed as with both of us. Yeah,
0: um, I was sick and then he was sick and now and he's having a
1: kid. Now I'm having a kid. Maybe that could in happen. the next five minutes, it could happen tonight. Um, it could so, happen
0: during the middle of this episode.
1: So I mean, he would leave, and I, I would li- I
0: would talk about Inception uh, by myself.
1: I'd be, it would be like I'm dreaming.
0: There would be like a baby monitor next
1: to me. This is the cold open. Welcome to the show. Howdy yokes and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Garlett and I'm Ethan Chill! and today we're dreaming
0: or maybe we're just the architect.
1: So wake up and check your totem because today we're bringing you
0: Inception. <laughs>
1: Inception was directed by Christopher Nolan. If you've I'm just gonna say that. Uh came out 4421 days ago on July 16th. Almost nice 2020. Almost nice. 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 (laughs) On a $160 million budget. Got a $836.8 million dollars at the Global Box Office, 87% critic rating, 91% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 74 on Metacritic. I have a positive review from Stephen Hale at the Nashville scene. Would you like to hear it? Let me hear
0: it best East Tennessee. Accent. So I
1: used to work in East Tennessee. So let me, let me uh, Right. That's where Nashville is. Nashville's right in the dead center of dead the state. Center, yep.
0: Middle Tennessee State University accent.
1: Yeah. That's in middle. MTSU. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, that was like the big thing was like yeah. you go to MTSU, you play for the Predators. It was like a whole thing. Panthers? Predators. No, you graduate and play for the Nashville Predators. Oh, no. I mean, those kids, if they were anybody, they go to the U. Don't
0: graduate and play for the Predators. That's not how professional mm-hmm. sports works.
1: It's not nearly as confusing as many make it out to be. But if you do find yourself losing the plot a bit, remember you're at the movies. Just let it overwhelm you. That's part of the fun. I'm Stephen Hale for The Nashville Scene.
0: And I've got a negative review here from Anthony Quinn at The Independent UK who says... The real cause of wonder, though, is why Nolan should have embraced technocratic complexity in the service of such a puny story. I'm not gonna lie to you, Anthony Quinn freaking nails it here. <laughs> so, I have an interesting fact for you about this movie. Before I get into a positive score for a positive or negative score for me, this is the first movie I ever saw as a midnight premiere. Really, I do
1: believe so. Yeah, I think I saw like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, and then no, I don't, I don't. You didn't do them then. Yeah, they did. No. They didn't. I saw. I know I saw The Prestige at Midnight, which is also a Chris Nolan film. I don't think you did. I did. I went and I saw it with the cross-country team. I don't think you went at midnight. I think I did. I don't think they existed then. I, I mean, I remember going very late at night. I don't know that it was midnight. That's your. That was your hot take, though, before we started. No, like, that, was not be, my, that
0: was not my hot take. Like, that I, was, I, I didn't take. say that was my hot take. I said that was a fun <laughs> fact before we get into takes. Got a spicy take um, on
1: this one. What's your score out of 100?
0: Out of 100? Yeah. 65. I would go better than that. I would say seventy-five. Maybe I, I thought I first thought seventy, but then I I feel like I have to follow it up with the next sentence that I'm going to say, which is, "This is Christopher Nolan's worst movie." I haven't seen Tenet, so I don't know. This is Christopher Nolan's worst movie, other than Tenet. Dark Knight Rises. I love Dark Knight Rises. First of all,
1: I think it's pretty good. Fun
0: fact: I have never saw the issue with it. Tom uh, Hardy yeah, is Bane
1: all time. Tom Hardy in this all time.
0: Yeah, Tom Hardy's great. The, Hardy's the acting so here, good. the acting
1: here is not the issue. It almost
0: is maybe a little bit from old, old ghost of Jordan Levitt.
1: It's not Joseph Gordon Levitt's fault fault or Elliot pages fault. It's it's absolutely not Elliot pages
0: fault. It is Elliot pages writings fault.
1: Yeah, but it's everybody's writing. I think this is a really good case study in
0: Elliot page was also completely the wrong cast for Ariadne, the architect architect.
1: Yeah. Uh, wrong cast. Yes. Uh, this is this, the guy who
0: played Juno. Yeah. Like right after Juno. Yeah, like pretty shortly after <laughs> Juno.
1: Uh to me, this is a case study in like why is Leonardo DiCaprio like can you point to Leonardo DiCaprio and, and prove to me that he's a good actor? And to me, this awful script does exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: absolutely <laughs> Leonardo, does.
1: He, he is outclassing some of my favorite actors in the world. The only person that holds a candle to him in this is Tom Hardy. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't come close. Even Michael Caine, who I think I'll give a pass to. He doesn't have many lines. Yeah. He also phoned this movie in hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like this is significantly worse than his performance. And now you see me. Wow. I forgot he was in, nice. which you could very much tell like was beneath him.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But Leo, <laughs> the like, way you he just wanted
0: me because I was into prestige.
1: I think, are you watching closely? I think, watching this movie, if you had any other Hollywood, like if you had Clooney in Leo's role, this movie flopped.
0: No, I think actually, I think you picked like one of the people that could have done it.
1: I think Brad Pitt could have done it. I think, I think Clooney either Clooney, Clooney
0: or Pitt could have done I think they would have been very different movies.
1: Yeah. I think you've got three different movies there. Uh, who else is in that, that echelon?
0: You know, who actually crushes it in this movie. Despite it being given nothing to work with is Ken Watanabe,
1: a Saito. The freaking makeup they do to make Ken Watanabe look like hundred years old. Oh my like god! It's so it's so it's bad, so bad, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I bought the, the airline. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, he's he's delivering that was such a flex in 2010 though.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that was... he's like I bought the airline so that we could do this on this flight and nobody right. will look weird at
1: us. <laughs> People would absolutely look weird if you bought the airline that. Killian Murphy is flying on to deliver his father from Australia to Los Angeles. This might be Killian
0: Murphy's worst performance ever. You didn't think he did well? I think he did okay. I think he significantly underperformed the high bar that has now been set for Killian Murphy in things.
1: Who was, um, the dude from Avatar, uh what the dude that concocts Jake Sully? No, the dude that concocts the um, the sedatives. Yeah, that dude sucked. Yeah. He like couldn't decide if he was doing an accent or not. Yeah. Also, that was my least favorite part of inception is that dude being like, this sedative will knock you out, but a fall will make you wake up, but nothing else. I was like, shut up. Give me something at least throw in there. Like we use concentrated dopamine. I would be like, cool. I'm sold.
0: So I don't know (laughs) what has happened to me between the last time that I saw Inception and this time that I saw Inception. Like, I think the last time I watched it was not all that long ago, like, pre-pandemic, but just barely. It was 2019, I believe. Um, and I was like, man, this movie rules. And now I saw it today, I'm like, not today, I saw it last week. I was like, this movie does not rule. I wish it ruled. I wish it would And like, okay, so... I said 65, right? That's, that's very harsh in, for a movie that has like plenty of good action scenes. It's got a Hans Zimmer score. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Like it, a 65 is extremely harsh on this movie, but it's one of those things where like the fact that it is, it is lauded as this incredible piece of filmmaking and the fact that it is a Christopher Nolan movie, you really just expect better. Like, you expect to be able to fall into like, a it, it's supposed to be a comfy old armchair, right? Right. And in reality, it is like a folding chair made by, you
1: know, well, and I think, Chippendale. I think when I was 18 in 2010 or 17, I guess when this came out in 2010 and I saw this movie, I was like, I think the grand mystery of it all was so much more valuable. Oh, sure. I was not the least bit confused by this movie watching it this time around. No. I was like, okay, in the beginning, they reveal that it is Leo's dream the whole fucking time.
0: I think it is really just, it comes down to like, when I first saw it, I was like, man, this movie is needlessly complex and I love it. And now I'm like, this movie was needlessly complex, period.
1: Well, and like, they have this great reveal with Elliot Page's character, Ariadne, in the middle of the movie where they're explaining the totems. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, I can't let you touch the dice because... I know how it's loaded.
0: Yeah, only I know how it's loaded. Only
1: I know how it's loaded. So, like, the the question that everybody asks in every comment section, IMDb posted about it today on Facebook. Yeah. Was like, do you think Cobb's top was still spinning at the end of Inception? It's not Cobb's top. It's, it's Maul's. It's Maul's, so So, Cobb wouldn't know how it works. Right, so that's the whole
0: thing. Let's just break it down here for a second. For those of you who've seen Inception, this will make a lot of sense to you, probably. And for those of you who haven't seen Inception, you have no idea what I'm about to say. But, like, Saito? Isn't real. You think he's a
1: fabrication of...
0: Yeah, I think he's a... He is a... If anything, he is the guy that Cobb has hired to get Mao out of his mind.
1: I think... So when he shows up to him at the beginning... Like, Killian Murphy
0: doesn't exist. That is not a real person. Oh, none of them do. Yeah. I mean, maybe... I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Arthur was real. Arthur is who? Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: I think... His, like, partner. In my mind, the whole film takes place really Cobb's dream when mall
0: died. I think, no, I I don't, I don't don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I think that this is the, this is a Leo that's trying to recover. And that Arthur is Arthur is the person that Leo tries to sell himself to Fisher as the like security man. Okay. Does that make sense? Are you following me at all?
1: Fisher is Killian Murphy. Fisher's Killian Murphy. Yeah. When he goes goes into the
0: hotel and is like, you know, I, I need to, we need to protect you from your own subconscious. You're being attacked. Right. Yeah, that is what Arthur is.
1: And Arthur is Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Arthur, Arthur is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. I think. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the security guy, and Saito is the Inceptor that the Cobb has hired to get Mal out of his mind. Do you remember Interstellar? Does that make sense? Is that, does it, was that a logical
1: statement? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do You remember Inception? Not Inception. I do,
0: I, I do remember Inception. Do you remember Interstellar? You, Tyler, you don't want to know how many times I've seen Interstellar. <laughs> it's a high number. Matt McConaughey couldn't do this. Oh, yes, he could. I'm never doubting Matt McConaughey again. No, but uh, he's, I mean, he's the wrong person for that role. He's wronger than Clooney.
1: In 2010, yeah, but in 2010, no, even,
0: even after Interstellar, even after everything else he's done. Do
1: you remember in Interstellar, we complained that like, they kept doing that same No, I didn't shot? complain. Yes, you did. We complained they kept doing that same silent side of spaceship shot. Yeah, I know. That I was, was me
0: with these stupid kids, man. Oh my God. Yeah. It looked like, the
1: ah, uh, shut up. Yeah. I looked up and they didn't look back. Shut up, Leo. You know what your kids look
0: like. I'll tell you what, before I saw Inception, I couldn't have given a shit about tops. I've wanted, ever since I saw this movie, I've wanted like a really nice, like, like machine milled, like brass top.
1: Yeah. But they're like expensive. I'll tell you sad news. Ariadne's character, they never tell you how her queen works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a chess piece. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it could be the same thing as Arthur's. like she knows how it falls.
1: Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. This movie does a lot of time explaining how the dream things work. And at no point am I like, that's a satisfying explanation. So
0: here's my least favorite thing about this. I'm sorry. I just covered completely covered up the point you're going to make. I do want to come back to it eventually because I do think the dream thing could have been a lot better. And this is really the first time I noticed it. But every time people like this movie has spawned, The misuse of a phrase, like as bad as Watergate.
1: Oh, with Inception?
0: With Inception, because people will be like, if you put like a cup within a cup, people will be like, Cupception! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not it.
1: A dream in a dream is not inception. An, like an idea every, within a dream is inception. An,
0: an idea within a dream is inception. A dream within a dream is just shared uh, dreaming. They don't
1: come up with a cool name for it. I'm I'm never satisfied with with Tyler falls asleep. Ethan builds the dream. Tyler's dreaming. Ethan is the architect.
0: Yeah, I don't really know how it works. We have to have a different architect for each level going down from there, and
1: but I don't think they do. I think it's always Ariadne, isn't it?
0: Well, she's not real, so what does
1: it matter? Yeah. None of them are real. And they never show you how the IVs work. I remember after this movie being like, that was the cheapest freaking practical effect ever. Is they just like put a little strip of gauze around somebody's wrist and then hid the little, I mean, little this, is, this is this is every
0: medical show movie ever. Okay. Where like just, they'll stand up with the, and just like the IV just comes <laughs> off. Like, no, that doesn't <laughs> happen. That but like, just show me. The one IV will time come unplugged
1: from the machine before, it before comes it comes ripping out of your arm. Yeah. Yeah, but show me just one time the IV going in the arm. Then the rest of the movie you can play with it, but not. You once. can show the IV going into the arm, and then do like the the uh,
0: like the Fight Club thing. Like yeah. the credit where like then you're in the dream. Yeah, right. Pfft. Granted, I mean this may- movie was made in 2010, not 1998.
1: <laughs> I, oh, I me be clear. It doesn't
0: have a soundtrack by the Chemical Brothers. It's I not do, the Matrix. I do
1: like this movie. I would watch it again. That's
0: what I say. Yeah, like I I, I will always, if somebody's like, oh, you want to put Inception on, I'm like, yeah, obviously.
1: I, yeah, I have two and a half hours to kill. Obviously. I it's mean, it's long. It
0: is long. It doesn't end. It's on Tubi. Which oh if you watch it on Tubi, I
1: got seven <laughs> straight minutes of ads on Tubi. Speaking of ads, I do just want to remind you that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is indeed brought to you by none other than uh, Aspen Dental, where you can get a twenty five thousand dollars sign on bonus. Star terms and conditions apply. Uh, your future is anything you want it to be. So dentists dream big. Control your own schedule at Aspen Dental. It was I don't think I, I think I said my, Delta Dental. So before. you
0: did say Delta Dental. <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask about it, but like that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, the first thing on my Instagram is an ad for your niece.
1: Is it an ad or just a, a picture? No, it's just a picture. Okay. It's actually Addison photo dump. Oh man. That's a bunch of really good pictures of my niece. Yeah. She's a cute little kid. She's not nearly as snotty as my kids.
0: Okay. I've got a uh, an ad for how to release a single in 2022. Uh, and I just got a push notification from Reddit and I don't know how to turn that off.
1: That's annoying. I would never, ever want to push notification from Reddit. Uh, 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 Yoke community. Are you Redditors? Do you Reddit? Are you looking at like recycled TikToks on Reddit? I mean, I specifically
0: look at like one R slash. What is it? r slash i racing
1: subreddit that's what they call those i follow you see what i deal with i follow tcg you player, see what i deal with tcg community i think is what it's called people always be like look at this pull i don't care you're a stranger on the internet you could have pulled anything somebody has to open the pack with the giant pikachu literally every single push notification i get because
0: again i don't know how to turn them off it's not obvious i've gone through every single setting it's like <laughs> discord they like hide it in there um And I'm notoriously bad at turning on notifications. I'll usually just deal with them, but like every single one on r slash iRacing, it's just this motherfucker blew my car up. Look at this. And every time I do actually wanna look at it.
1: So iRacing is that game you play with the steering wheel, right? Yep. Yep. Have you won a race yet? (laughs) I won a race today before I came over here. Did you really? Yeah. Congratulations, you said that was one of your goals.
0: Oh, that happened a long time ago.
1: Wow, you, you got really good really fast then. Yeah, I've won like eight races. Nice. Yeah. I once got three victory Royales in a row. That's my claim. In Fortnite. Fortnite, In Fortnite. That's (laughs) solos.
0: So that is both a lot harder and a lot less hard at the same time because, like, like I mean, I guess anybody can kill you at any time. Fortnite is probably a a pretty apt comparison because if you if you die in Fortnite, you're just dead.
1: I think here's my here's my caveat is I'm pretty sure Fortnite, since whenever it first came out, has developed a pretty good ladder system, and I was just playing against like people who had literally never played a first person shooter before.
0: That's definitely how I got my win.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Then I don't feel like
0: I'm no. cheating. No, you're not cheating. Okay. Like it, it is I racing has a very good ladder system. And I have just not focused on um getting my like so there's two rating systems. There's like your safety rating and your I rating. Your I rating is how good you are, and your safety rating is how like safely you drive. So I focus on leveling that up because that's how you get access to more stuff. Right. And not focus on like because if you if you try to win Races like you're gonna come in contact with other vehicles, right? And that dings you pretty hard. So for a long time, I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna drive the car in the back, not hit anybody.
1: God, and you Get my safety rating, yeah.
0: Up. And then I did that, and now I'm like, okay, let's.
1: Did you collect all your people. speed orbs and Crackdown?
0: Uh, pff, man, <laughs> talk about a game that I would waste hours on right now. I love Crackdown. I love Crackdown. <laughs> Great games.
1: Um, I do want to get back to inception, but before we do, I want to present you with an experience. Okay. Is that what these cups of water are for? You'll see in front of us, there's two Burger King collector's edition Pocahontas cups. Are they both Pocahontas? Yes, they are.
0: That has nothing to do with it. That
1: has nothing to do with it. How old are those? Uh, they're from 1998.
0: Okay. So they probably like lead in them.
1: No, we like opened them like last year.
0: The Garfield mugs did. Okay. You don't remember that? No. When they were like, yeah, the Garfield mugs are like killing people.
1: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I used these in my parents' house my entire life, and then Emily had a brand new set that her dad gave us. Wild. Uh, and so we opened them. You know, they don't go. get
0: the lead in it, like, like over time from the wall. Like, they no, put I the- know
1: that. Do you... Oh, what was I reading recently? Speaking of the lead. uh Oh, dude. Classic Fantastic Four comic books. Frequently talk about how the human torch is, is swindled by asbestos. Because there's asbestos in all the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just it's, it's flame retardant. Yeah.
0: Asbestos was really good at the thing that it was supposed to do. It did just give you mesothelioma.
1: I want to, here, take the cup of water and this. Okay. Okay, and take a little sip of the water so it gets a little more concentrated. Yeah, a little more than that. And then I want you to put it in. And I'm not going to tell you anything, and I want you to tell me where your brain goes. Okay. You gotta, you're going to have to use the little packet to stir it up a little bit. It is carbonated when it comes out. (coughs) I got a little bit. Oh yeah, I got a little bit in my mouth too. A bit of dust in my nose. You know I'm a big fan of instant beverages, right? This is like a weird thing about your friend Tyler. Yeah,
0: I do know this. It is very, very scented.
1: I think this is going to be a, I'm, I'm very curious to hear your reaction to this.
0: Okay.
1: I had a very specific reaction when I first tasted this. Do you know what it is? It's a relic. Is it game fuel? It's not game fuel. You're close though. You are like in the right lane. Is it, It's not vault. It's not vault. Think, think higher octane.
0: You're talking like, like original NOS.
1: It's original NOS. Oh, I didn't have the microphone
0: in front of me. Yeah. It's like it is to a T original NOS. It's not. No, maybe it is. Yeah. It's not like
1: with the, with the, with the NOS tank.
0: Yeah, because it's not like citrusy enough. To be what? To be NOS. Oh, no,
1: this is NOS, man. This is exactly what I remember. I don't
0: know. I had a NOS recently, though, so like it may be clouding my, my memory. Ugh. NOS is still pound for pound pretty good.
1: Yeah, I would say. <sighs> what is this? This is like Food Lion That's, Energy Drink. It's aisle. 4C
0: brand. whats 4C? 4C. That was the lemonade that we used to buy when we lived in Rappahannock. No way. That we would put like whiskey in.
1: Yeah. Don't drink in college. <laughs> or do. I, I'm, no, I'm not your dad. Unless, again, unless you're my children watching this, the future. This is your present. But it's yeah. your future. My future. Your, who's dreaming right now? If my kids are watching this in the future, they're probably like, what funny number? 4,421 days ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 420 stopped being funny, by the way. Right? <laughs> it's like the weed number 372 now.
1: Right? <laughs> it doesn't need to be on a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I wanted you to experience. This stuff does kick too, just so you know. Okay.
0: Well, so did the like, original NOS.
1: It kicks like pre-workout. You know those bottles are worth
0: like $100 now, like empty?
1: I would not pay $100 for one. No,
0: I wouldn't either, but
1: do you? it's own, just trash. Do you own any collector's items that you think are genuinely worth collecting, but are not actually worth anything? I'll give you an example. Talking about like tie beanie babies? But it would, ha- it would have to have value to you. I'll give you an example. Early in the Potter run, Scholastic released mass market <laughs> paperbacks of Sorcerer Stone, Chamber of Secrets, and then they did a mass market paperback. They had different covers, and then they did the original cover on the Prisoner of Azkaban, and then they stopped making
0: it. I have the original um, Sorcerer's Stone Chamber of Secrets the from Scholastic. Scholastic, yeah.
1: The ones I'm talking about? Yeah. I have first editions of those. I mean, I, I might. <laughs> I have no idea. You know what's so great about those first editions? They're worth like five bucks. Yeah. They're not worth anything. They're not worth anything. anything. <laughs> um, but they mean something to me. I feel like it should, I have a first edition of the novelization of The Empire Strikes Back not well, worth so anything.
0: I have... This is, this is ex- actually something that's specifically designed for this purpose, is that I have, like, signed hardbacks of all the John Green books. And they're not worth anything. And they're not worth anything.
1: Because they're... Because he
0: signs everything.
1: Because he signs everything. Yeah. But they mean something to you. They mean something to me,
0: specifically, because I, like, went out and got... I mean, all autographs, for the most part, are worthless.
1: I don't have a lot of autograph stuff. I have... I think within 10, oh, feet I'll of tell me. you what
0: I do have. that's probably worth absolutely nothing, but is important to me is a Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, like movie poster. Ooh, that's like, a cool from one. like the front of the movie theater that they were like going through and changing the movies out while like my dad drove by. He went up and he's like, Hey, can I have a Harry Potter one? The like, guy was like, yeah, just gonna throw it away.
1: That is a cool one.
0: Um, so it's cool. Cause my dad got it for me. It's probably worth literally nothing, but like is I'm never going to get rid of
1: it. So I'm rereading that series right now and I'm on the second book. I think the author. say what people do just be emailing me. So I'm rereading that series right now, the Harold Potmaker books. Yes, and I'm on the second one, and I think. So you are like you exist and work for the theory community. Right? Yep, you you have to talk about this at work. I do. Yes, I think the theory that the author was pushing with the second book, the one the the thing that they wanted readers to ask that I don't see often is everything about the second book every conflict they run into could be solved by the invisibility cloak everything dobby in the house invisibility cloak okay then (laughs) no because dobby could have still floated the but they don't see harry ah you see what i'm saying gotcha um well so here's the thing harry getting into the weasley's car invisibility cloak hogwarts express The the gate, ceiling, room, and invisibility. Harry didn't have a trunk, though. Harry did have a trunk, because he runs into the wall. Oh, you're talking about- No,
0: in the house. Sorry, I was one step behind you.
1: Because Fred has to go get it. Fred has to go get it. Fine. Or George. I don't know. Fine. Take it away up until that point. Harry could have flown his Nimbus to Hogwarts without stealing the car. Yeah, well, what Ron would have done? Ron could have waited for his
0: parents. Yeah, they also could have waited for his parents, or written a letter, or done- Anything. anything else. So this is the point I was going to make is that the running theme throughout Harry Potter, especially in the first couple books, they're not very smart. They, they don't think through a lot of stuff. They don't think through anything, right? They're like, Oh, we're going to go fight a three headed dog.
1: We're going to, it could and should kill us. I'll tell you what, com- what my biggest complaint about fluffy is, uh, Harry just plays the flute. Harry just plays
0: the flute. And Harry I guess, just it's probably not a, a flute. P- it's probably like a recorder and you can make hot cross buns or whatever.
1: Harry just knows how to play the flute.
0: I'm sure they make like British school children learn to play God Save the Queen on the recorder when they're four.
1: Maybe. Sna- or, or, Quirrell knows how to play the harp. That Does that no, happen? Qu- Quirrell enchants the harp
0: to play. To play. Yeah. Uh, Which is like wild that. Um, I mean, I guess honestly, JK Rowling perfectly predicted like modern pop music because like bands like the weird sisters are like making music in a world where music will make itself if you let it we're <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> like they can just they can enchant guitars and stuff to play to just play um what there was something else that happens oh the whole like how are we gonna get into uh the Slytherin Common Room and listen to Malfoy talking to somebody. Invisibility cloak. Invisibility cloak. Yeah. Easy. So just follow him. Just follow him. <laughs> <It's not laughs> <hard. laughs> right. <laughs> just follow him around. All the time he will talk about it if he's attacking people he'll talk about it additionally how would you fight a basilisk invisibility cloak i think the invisible this is my theory the invisibility cloak would protect you from the gaze of the basilisk because it cannot see you
0: i think that invisibility cloak would protect you from the gaze of the basilisk yeah for sure but they (laughs) hadn't that's the thing is the author hadn't come up with that yet
1: right (laughs) uh hallows didn't exist horcruxes absolutely didn't exist i think i think author forgot about the invisibility cloak for the bulk of that book yeah um I'll tell you what, she does uh have
0: nearly headless Nick break the vanishing cabinet in that book.
1: Harry also hides in the
0: vanishing cabinet in that yeah. book. Yep. Yeah. The other one.
1: Yeah. I think that would have been a cool little Harry opened the door and saw a room full of saw a different room, right? Harry opens the door, sees James
0: McAvoy, closes the door, opens the door at Hogwarts. Is James McAvoy? No, he's yeah. Mr. Tumnus.
1: Oh. <laughs> no, I meant like if in that scene in the book. If it was like Harry opens the door of the vanishing cabinet and no longer is he in, was he in Flourish and Blots? No. Uh, no, he's in, um, uh, Borgin and Burks, Borgin and Burks. What a stupid, what's evil Flourish and Blots,
0: Borgin and Borgin and Burks, Borgin and Burks and Burks and Burks and Burks.
1: And <laughs> <Berks and Berks. laughs> uh, Harry doesn't want Gilderoy Lockhart to see him and mess with him. Invisibility cloak. Harry doesn't want Colin to follow him around. Invisibility cloak. Like the uses here are endless, and the whole issue is that people keep seeing Harry, and we know it was. Bro, if I was Harry
0: Potter, I'd walk around in that bitch all the time.
1: (laughs) People are looking at me
0: weird. They think I'm the heir of Slytherin. (laughs) my dude. Simply put, the cloak on. (laughs) Harry hasn't been in class in a while. Appear in the most convenient bathroom nearest the class you're going to. Man, Harry Potter sure does piss a
1: lot. He spends a lot of time on that third floor girl's bathroom. Is it second floor in that one? I believe it's second floor. I'll tell you one thing, though. Those books, man, author sucks. God, are they good? Now,
0: here's the question. (laughs) If the stairs can't see Harry, do they move for him? could he ever get to class? <laughs> <laughs> Just follow the Slytherin. So your brothers are doing a series of books right now that are serious books, series of, series videos. of videos that are what if Harry was a Slytherin? Yeah. And it's surprisingly interesting to constantly be coming
1: up with that crap. I think that is one of the things that I think the author wanted you to, to think it's extremely different,
0: series. at least the way we're thinking of it. Extremely different. How so? Well, so basically the conception there is that Harry doesn't meet Draco at Madame Malkins for whatever reason. Right. And then just like, doesn't have any reason to not hate or to hate Slytherin. Right. And so like, doesn't ask the hat for anything The hat puts him in Slytherin, but then like he is around Draco a lot more. Right. And they like not become friends, obviously, but he doesn't like have that, that bad relationship to start out with. And I don't exactly remember what happened in the first one, but I remember in the second one, the big plot point is that, that Tom takes Draco into the chamber and not Ginny. Oh. Ah. Because when Harry gets the book, the diary, Malfoy like sees him with it in the common room. It's like, yo, that is my dad's dude. Like <laughs> give it back. And give Harry's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's a book that does nothing. Like cool. <laughs> <you> Neat. <laughs> but then like Harry, the heir of Slytherin, like Harry believes that he's the heir of Slytherin because he's a Slytherin. And so he just like, talks to the basilisk and like calms it down. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And like I do like Harry, the Harry saves Draco
1: basilisk with a sword thing, though.
0: I do like that as well. But the- in this one, Harry gets to ride the basilisk down to the mer people in the second task in book four. Oh, 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 And like erupts out of the water with a bubble head <laughs> charm on a basilisk
1: <laughs> kills <laughs> with- everybody in the crowd. <laughs>
0: No, uh, because Fox still comes... Because Fox is Dumbledore's pet. So Fox still comes to Harry's rescue. Forks. Fox. Forks. It's not Forks. I hate you. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Comes to Harry's rescue, still pecks the basilisk's eyes out. But instead of Harry's wound, it heals the basilisk Mm -hmm. so that it can
1: see but not kill. You know, I would say... The second task, one of Harry's few dilemmas that the invisibility cloak would not have would helped. not help with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The maze. Harry's invisible. Good luck. Good luck. But oh, sphinx <laughs> yeah. does not even see him. <laughs> blast into Scroot, screw. Not a, not a problem.
0: Simply does not blast.
1: Victor Crumb doesn't see him. Yeah. Cedric. Stup- I hate Cedric Diggory. What a dumb concept.
0: Oh, Cedric doesn't die if Harry's a Slytherin. What about Neville? Is he the chosen one? Uh no, still Harry's still the chosen one. one.
1: I mean, the books are about Harry Potter. That's true. Like Voldemort still tries to kill him. Can I? As long as we're changing the plot a little bit. Yeah. Also, this is fan fiction. This is what you're doing. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. You're fan fictioning. I mean, I'm not. I'm not making the videos. (laughs) You're sitting in the office saying, "Well, hold on. What if?" Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. But also
0: I'm not sitting around like, and then Harry and Draco. <laughs> uh,
1: there's a little bit of dreary going on with your little Harry's a slither in.
0: Oh, uh, th- there are a lot of dreary shippers <laughs> coming in with their hot takes about these videos. That's uh, for sure. I do think, here's
1: how I fix cool whiteboard. the fourth book. Scrap it entirely.
0: No, if there's any book you're scrapping, it's three. Wrong. It's side quest. It has no purpose.
1: Four is a side quest. Nope, four has Voldemort in it. The whole quest is to bring Voldemort back to life. I understand that, but it's also not the whole quest. The whole quest is beat Victor Crumb and not Quidditch. And also who is Cedric Diggory?
0: Okay, but like four is important because Voldemort comes back to
1: life. But I'm saying the scene in the graveyard doesn't have to be the end of the Triwizard Tournament. There shouldn't be two cups. And also, you shouldn't take the Patil sisters to the Yule Ball. Harry takes Ginny. That's where that starts. Harry goes to Cho. Cho turns him down. You know, Harry, Harry goes has to the girl to be, that likes him.
0: Harry has to be violently bad at
1: talking to women, for like all of the books. It's important. The scene where Harry and Cho are in. Also, no, it's not. What does that have to do with defeating Voldemort? It has nothing
0: to do with ve- defeating Voldemort. It Has to do everything with the fact that J.K. Rowling is a lesbian.
1: <laughs> um, how does this is one? This is one I want. Maybe, maybe. Let's talk about Inception. Hold on, this is my okay. last one. Slytherin wins the house cup for seven years straight before Harry arrives. I want to know who was the Slytherin student, what Slytherin student, the one that was the seeker that got the extra 150 points in three games a year. The one that got the extra points in all their classes. Who was the exceptional Slytherin student that graduated just before Harry started?
0: Dronko Malfoy.
1: Drunk (laughs) was Tonks a Slytherin. No, they're a Hufflepuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I got to know. That's the, that's my question. Well,
0: because, because you got to remember Tyler, this. nothing before or after Harry Potter and Hogwarts matters at all. I know. Except for Charlie Weasley and James Potter. But
1: that's my thing is like Bill and Charlie are coming home every summer being like, Hey guys, you know what sucks? Slytherin. It's where all the dark wizards are. Let's start talking about inception again. Rip, tear, kill. Bishrats Arbok. Arbok. <laughs> to the one person watching this who got that.
0: Um, congratulations.
1: You can be on the show. Nope. Well, not really, but we'll put a picture of you right here. This is a picture of Megan Glassman.
0: There's 0% chance that anybody gets it before the shows come
1: out <laughs> to the point where I could put them in here. <laughs> Are you going to put a picture of Megan Glassman right here? no, <laughs> Do you do any of that? Do you do you is my Twitter handle right here. I mean, it has to be now. <laughs> I don't really use Twitter. So, I used to, man. I used to be on that Twitter game and then I deleted it for a while and then it worked the other day somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so funny on Twitter." And I was like, "Okay, here we go." And I pulled up Twitter and they have like 800 followers and I was like, "I'm not going to bring I'm not going to say anything." I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, and none of it was original tweets. And I was like, I am not going to say anything. I am not going to say anything. I am not going to say anything. And so I, did, I, and then I went to my homepage and everybody was mad and I was like, okay, I don't like this again. <laughs> so I deleted it.
0: Most of the things I would tweet are th- or me
1: talking about TikToks. So I don't tweet them. I, you know, I've caught myself since I deleted it being like, oh man, I wish I could tweet about this. And then I just, and then I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe the world doesn't need to hear that thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I just don't tweet it. And then I just, <laughs> then you text me instead. <laughs> right. I, yeah, for sure. Ethan gets my brand of humor. I texted you today something I thought was hilarious. I bet nobody in the listeners would think this is funny. Um, we could do a whole series on visits from Tyler in the Washington Commanders Facebook comment section. But this was my tw- text to you. There was no uproar when the Rams removed a Catholic saint from their name and replaced it with multiple Spanish deities. But the commanders stopped going by a slur, and the world turned upside down. To
0: which I did respond, to Tyler, that there was definitely an uproar there when the saints left. I mean, that saints. When the, when the when Rams, the, uh, the Rams left, 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 Saint Louis, Saint Louisians, Louis. Louis. Louisians, Saint Louisians, Saint Louisians.
1: Saint Louisians. Uh, I think they're just called enterprise employees. <laughs> That's a enterprise is located called, in St. Louis called Joe. Archers called Panera Bread employees called Nutmeggers called City Museum we're getting really specific getting real specific called called hold on called pretty good zoo havers. I'll tell you what, I can pretty do this. Free zoo. I can
0: do this with the St. Louis better than any other city on planet Earth. I've though, done
1: every tourist attraction It's, not even, it's not even that. It's
0: simply it is because you can't go up to, to somebody from New York and be like, oh man, Manhattan. What about that Empire State Building,
1: right? <laughs> how about that Statue of Liberty? How about Am that I Statue right? of Liberty? Am
0: I right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chicago, you're like, oh, how about that bean? But you can, you can look at a, at a person from St. Louis and be like the city museum. And they're like, right. <laughs> right. What do you think of Panera bread? <laughs> it's specifically the city museum that I was thinking of. Cause like everybody I talked to for St. Louis is like, dude, I know it's so cool. It's so cool.
1: For those of you that don't know the uninitiated, um, you have to go to St. Louis to find out. I'm not going to tell you. It is not really a museum. Museum is the wrong term. Museum is such an interesting term, man. Like we have, a, we have, we 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 have, we have a, a children's museum means the same thing as the city museum. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, all the children's museums are museums with. Interactive elements.
0: Yes, but this is a children's museum. The city museum is a children's museum for adults. Correct. Do you remember? <laughs> also, this ch- the the children's museums have very few children on display.
1: Am I upskirting the audience right now? With my shorts? No. Look at my. I don't think so. Hasty. Look at these. Uh, you don't give that away for free. Yeah. no Good lord. The
0: lord can't help you with that.
1: <laughs> no. Um, inception. Do you think while he was sleeping, they looked at Killian Murphy's feet? Hold on. Hold on. Interesting. Is that the only passage I highlighted? in the I'm whole not book? sure. There's one that sticks out and you definitely spent longer on that. Oh, no, it's not. Maybe for the hash Browns. We'll, we'll read highlighted passages from Tyler's copy of Franny and Zoe.
0: You've come up with like 19 different ideas for what we're going to do in the hash Browns. Now.
1: I do know that I did not watch. She, you yet.
0: son of a, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: Franny and Zoe is a JD Salinger novel about the characters. framing. You ha-
0: highlighted this line that says your heart. Bessie is an autumn garage.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: have a fucking clue what that means, but that's some good. S- that's a good Who line. It's a good line. This is back when books, when people took put took care with every word in a book, instead of just trying to write as many pages as humanly possible.
1: I've read a lot. I mean, collect
0: the bag. Don't get me wrong.
1: I've read a lot of Renegades. It's one book, but I've read a. There's lot. There's a lot of, of Renegades. A lot That's of words a long book. In that
0: book. There's a lot of words in that book.
1: I've read a lot of Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which is a freaking. I'll tell you what. I book.
0: I got fairly into like like new adult romance books last year. Not like like porn romance.
1: You read the Blue Alien thing.
0: What Blue Alien thing? Oh,
1: you didn't. You weren't there for I, uh, Ice Pick Barbarians or whatever.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> It was like a blue alien barbarian smut series that got really popular. And like everybody who like reads normal books was like, actually, this one's pretty good.
0: (laughs) No, but I read a bunch of like, like, I don't know, like the, like the Emma Lord books or like,
1: yeah, Emily Henry books.
0: And it's just like, man, you spend a lot of words talking about how you want to bang that guy. You could just say it. JD Salinger would have just said, "I, I, I desired to, to lay with him. Or whatever, with that phony, yeah, with that, with that, that corny, with that corny phony, that corny phony. He
1: does waste words a lot too. That's I think what makes it so good is that every wasted word is so valuable too.
0: Yeah, it's the opposite of The Great Gatsby, where not a single word is put to waste.
1: Great Gatsby is a fantastic. This is welcome now to Nick, classic literature with Nick, two white dudes who own property. Nick
0: would have spent eighteen pages talking about how he wanted to guy, but you wouldn't have been able to tell
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need to read Gatsby again. That's probably around here somewhere. You should read Gatsby. You should also
0: read, um, tweet cute by Emma Lord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I own both of those. They're
0: They're basically the same book.
1: I don't think they are. They're about a star crossed New York romance. And nobody in Cute gets run over by a car.
0: Uh, no, but the girl does get like brutally doxxed on the internet.
1: That's brutal. That reminds There's a lot me of things of, that happen in
0: Cute by Emma Lord that are not okay.
1: It reminds me of Emma Lord who lives at uh, 367 Main Street. Her routing number is Her account route. I don't know if that's a real bank. It feels real. It's nine digits. I got that right. Well, she lives at
0: 367 Main Street. She does not live in Manhattan. Correct.
1: That's where Casey Neistat lives. No, he lives on Broadway. Yeah. And that's his office. There
0: isn't a Main Street.
1: No, it's, what is it? What do they call it? What? What is what is Main Street Manhattan called? Broadway. Oh, that's Broadway? I believe so, yeah. I thought that was Bravo It's Street. either
0: Broadway or Wall Street. Wall. It's pronounced Houston Street. I know that much.
1: I don't, th- I've been watching Friends lately. That sucks. No, nah, I disagreed. Friends slaps. No, Sorry it about it no it doesn't sorry about it man there's some bad writing in there but there's also some really solid stuff
0: yeah but like there's so many episodes that are just in seasons that are entirely skippable
1: uh, that makes it a bad show i like i'm friends. just gonna
0: touch your books that are
1: over here i like all this books. episode
0: two attack of the clones i don't think
1: there's anything highlighted there's an one. underline underline literally right there
0: what is it what is it and was jango the rocket man obi-wan had seen in coruscant that night when padme amidala had been attacked that's a whole paragraph
1: for some reason, I'm not saying R. A. I don't even Salvatore. Think that's a sentence. <laughs> I'm not saying R.A. Salvatore nailed it with attack of the clones, but he did write like all the D and D source material. So I thought it was a, a fun. Little... Obi-Wan's
0: gut told him that Django was, but how did that jibe with the man also being? How did that jibe? G J I B E. I read how did that jibe with the man also being a host for a clone army supposedly committed commissioned by a former Jedi master. Also a paragraph.
1: I read 200 pages of that book the same day I watched Inside by Bo Burnham. I didn't. Yo, there's that.
0: a highlighted line right here. Look
1: at that. What does it say?
0: I don't like the sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets <laughs> everywhere.
1: I'm sure I highlighted that. that. That seems like a classic line. We're
0: doing a great job of talking about Inception. We're back to the old bacon and eggs. I'll tell you that much. You, you know, highlighted a different line on a different day. This is green. It's
1: green. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's better to die in pursuit of your dreams than to, to live a life without hope. Owen said That's rather unconvincingly. Bad.
1: That's not bad at all. Good job. This is a. like a Salvatore. This is a,
0: this is a pre prologue.
1: Icewind Dale. This is about Shmi Skywalker Shmi and Owen. Skywalker. Lars. I knew I knew I knew about them. There's me. Which is it in book of Boba Fett where Owen Lars and Shmi Skywalker? We like see how he gets in the chair. No, there's some show. It's probably Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, no. They have a great scene in Obi-Wan Kenobi, but there's well, some it's sh- not Shmi because Shmi's dead. Not me. Uh, Baru Baru Ber- Ber- Baru 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 Aunt Baru <laughs> Uncle Owen. I nailed that one. That was a good yeah. one. Have you highlighted anything in this? I watched Empire Strikes back. The wow. Wow.
0: This is way more pages. Than it needs to be good lord! <laughs> yeah. I don't think of any of the pitch. No,
1: I read that on. Kindle.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> this is hold on. This is 551 pages show the show the the viewer <laughs> the spacing here. Yeah, this is you're not gonna be able to see that, but that is horrendous. I mean, that's how the Harry Potter books are, though,
1: not the mass markets.
0: No, but like the original ones, because like the wise man's fear by Patrick Rothfuss and the Goblet of Fire by by JKR have like the same number of pages. Oh, wow, <laughs> but the wise man's fear audio like 52 hours
1: long. <laughs> it's 37. I think. Is it? Yeah, how long is Goblet of Fire like 17? probably i don't know i'm excited to read these books again because i i i don't know that i've read the back half of the series more than like three or four times
0: i'm excited for you to be excited for it let's talk about inception
1: what do you want to know about inception
0: i don't know we haven't talked about it at all
1: this is what bacon and eggs is all about
0: i know but i feel like i feel like a lot of people love this movie let's Here's talk about I some listener I have reviews.
1: no issue with you loving this movie what did the listeners say about this I don't know I don't think I read their their takes well, I'm checking did you know that we have a discord server you can go to patreon.com bacon and eggs it's a three dollar tier you sign up bing bang boom you do not get twenty five thousand dollars you get that for working <coughs> at Aspen Dental Dentists at Aspen Dental get a $25,000 signing bonus.
0: They're not paying us a damn cent for this, by the way. This is just literally free advertising. If you are a, a you're a dentist, a DDS without a job, if you are a DDS,
1: I, I, I'm a healthcare recruiter.
0: If you are a DDS with a, with a job, go to Aspen Dental. I think if you're, uh, a, I think if you're a DDS with a job, you hate Aspen Dental. I
1: think you just, I think the reason they're offering 25 grand is because you hate. Nobody Aspen wants dental. to work there because they're uh, attached
0: to Chipotle's for
1: some reason. Um, but <laughs> if you are a dds that listens to this show send me an email i want to know so sprinkle
0: slammer on discord says 100 out of 100 this is one of those movies you should make that should make every top 50 movies to watch before you die list it's still referenced a lot in pop culture has an amazing premise is an excellent time to re- excellent every time i rewatch it it's one of my favorites and definitely one of nolan's best works i don't disagree with that in any way you have to watch inception because people will talk about it
1: okay but Kason said, I feel like this may be just be my hottest take, but fifty five out of a hundred. I totally understand why this movie lands for a lot of people, but I've rewatched it twice now and it just doesn't do it for me. The score and shots are incredible, which gives it the fifty five. I feel like Nolan went out of his way to make this as confusing as possible to force you to watch it more than once crying, laughing emoji
0: uh, and drawer says forty out of one hundred where oh, it's below me saying you why are you guys doing this awful uh, movie seven out of one hundred.
1: Oh uh, yeah, 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 uh, arena, arena, AKA taco me 88 out off 100. Plus I just love how mind boggling is inception is. I mean, I feel really bad that we're like, it's not that mind boggling doesn't make it. It makes perfect sense. You can feel
0: how about it. However you want to feel about it. Like that is the beauty of Chris Nolan movies is like some people just hate them. Some people just flat out hate them and that's fine. Some people love them and that's fine.
1: I like most of them. I like, I don't think I've seen one that I dislike. I
0: don't dislike this movie in any way.
1: It's got great Leo acting.
0: It's got great Leo acting.
1: Do you, what do you think? Compare this to other Riley Leo. Riley Josek
0: f- says top five DiCaprio. That is an int- I don't know if it's a hot take. I don't know if it's a cold take. I think... It's an interesting
1: take. So for me, top five of DiCaprio is so tough because I have a very soft spot for Gatsby. Yeah, same. So that probably hits my top five. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Like, off the dome? Yeah,
0: Give it, get, Let's 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 do a raw... Yeah, okay. So off the dome DiCaprio, you've got... Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood for me Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I would say Gatsby Uh, the departed and I really don't know, man. There's a lot of them. Let me, let me do mine. Okay.
1: You've got catch me if you can. Uh, Yeah, that's five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wolf of Wall Street. There
0: there are so many movies that are like, like he, he's
1: rarely been in a flop. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Titanic. I really like, I know you don't like, I think, but if you're talking Leo performances, I don't think you can discredit it. I, I
0: think that you absolutely can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think where this comes in, hold on. Let me, let me finish my list. Um, Gatsby. I, I just love Gatsby so much. He really just makes that movie too. Yeah, but that's, that's the same situation here though. So that's kind of where it gets a little funky. Um, and then my fifth, God, now I can't think of any freaking Leo movies. That uh, was the
0: same break. You said catch me if you can. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, a movie." That's the one that's yeah. a movie. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, you said once upon a time in Hollywood that actually would make my list, but I did not think of if that makes sense. <laughs> and I always feel
0: like, oh, if I didn't think of it, it shouldn't make my list right but like, with DiCaprio. That's such a silly. Uh, Cause I would argue the same thing for Brad Pitt. Like you can't remember every movie. Brad Pitt's been good in off the top of your head. I could na- uh, Could I do five Brad Pitt? Could you name five Brad Pitt movies? Probably. Uh, you, you know, three five. of them. They don't have to be your top five, but the, you can, you know, three Brad Pitt movies. No, I mean,
1: I think, you know, rusty is obviously one of my all time favorite film characters. So oceans 11, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, uh, God, I just had another one do, That's not what I want. Um, I keep thinking about Astro, which I've never even seen. I just know he's in, I just, <laughs> it's not good. I, that's, but that's the words that freak. Um, I keep thinking of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which I really enjoyed, but I think got terrible reviews. Um, I can't think of any freaking oh man.
0: Blood Diamond is one I forgot about.
1: Blood Diamond. That's a freaking performance. Let me pull up Brad Pitt. You pull up Leo. I got Leo. We'll go through.
0: All right. So Leo, in order, you've got Don't Look Up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Revenant. The audition.
1: Hold on. Let me stop you there. Okay. Don't look up is in the exact same category as Inception for me. You have a subpar script and incredible acting from Leo yeah, Capri.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Don't look up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Revenant uh on the audition the wolf of wall street the great gatsby django unchained j edgar inception
1: shutter island a lot of people like shutter Island. i love shutter island i can't do i can't do that kind of horror it's not that scary i'm sure it's not but i i just have never given it you know what i mean yeah uh, revolutionary road body of lies blood diamond
0: the departed the aviator catch it if you can gangs of new york don's plum which is not a movie I'm familiar with. The Beach, Celebrity, The Man in the Iron Mask. That's a really good one. Titanic, Marvin's Room, Romeo plus Juliet, Total Eclipse, The Quick and the Dead, The Basketball Diaries, is What's Eating in- Gilbert Grape.
1: Oh man, now we're like really old. Yeah,
0: that was 93.
1: That's the first one, right?
0: I mean, uh, yeah, he was in some TV shows and stuff. He's apparently in The Outsiders as Kid Fighting. Yeah, Brad Pitt put, Brad Pitt puts his money into a lot of quality cinema.
1: Uh, a lot of movies get made because of him. I'm just going to, I'm just going to grab highlights because he's in a lot of good stuff or a lot of stuff. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, the big short by the sea, uh, the audition fury. That was a good one. World war Z. That was uh, not a good one. Happy feet Two, Moneyball, ball. That's top five for me. Billy bean, um, Megamind, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That was a good one. Ocean's 11, 12, 13. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. uh, And he did not act much. He was in an episode of Friends. Snatch, Fight Club. Fight Club, that's the one. That's number one, I think. That goes without say. Um, There's there's the other one that we did. River Runs Through It. He also played Billy Bean in Two Fisted Tales. I'm just kidding. He didn't play Billy Bean. He just played a guy named Billy.
0: I mean, I think my number one... Pit. hit number f- top five i mean yeah you got oceans 11 fight club Moneyball. i don't think i'd say Moneyball. ball and Glorious bastards definitely
1: oh i didn't see that one but yeah that definitely i mean that's my favorite tarantino movie we're such white dudes man yep sometimes you ever you ever find yourself being like you know what maybe i just should be like a white dude for a minute <laughs> <laughs> like i like tarantino movies this is such a problem
0: Probably, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> probably, I like Scorsese movies, man. I like Tarantino
1: movies. I, you know, it's, I think what's important is like I just don't. The, the, the just problem is we're talking like- about
0: we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, who have both been in a lot of Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese projects,
1: and Christopher Nolan. And- I think
0: if we're if we're sitting here listening to the top five of like Michael B. Jordan and Daniel Kaluuya, we're going to get a different right because I don't think Ryan Coogler's ever made a bad movie right right <laughs> you know like um and also if you look at the at the i can't remember what brad pitt's production company is called but they're like a counterpart to a24 they do a lot of really solid work
1: i mean moonlight
0: they made moonlight
1: the mighty loon <laughs>
0: can't say that while i'm trying to take a sip or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> the mighty loon <laughs> Woo!
1: I, I, okay, I got nothing. I got nothing. Imagine a loon call. I could put that in a post. Yeah, here. That was a loon call. It's pretty good. <laughs> that <huh>? was great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, here's here's my thing about in I
0: remember one time this is a this is a complete sidebar. One time we were recording late to the party and I looked up what a hawk sounded like on my phone and then like <laughs> It accidentally kept playing the like hawk sound video, except it was mostly just like it was like a twenty minute video and it was mostly not hawk sounds. It's mostly just like nature sounds, but I had the volume down low enough, so like the nature sounds were pretty much inaudible, especially since we all had headphones on. But the hawk sounds were very audible <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, my phone just makes a hawk screech
1: It adds a little bit of ambiance a
0: little bit of, a little bit of ambiance to the. I've been listening through not another D and D podcast. So good. It's so good, but I need, I mean, I obviously I think this was like three years ago and, and I'm only like 16 episodes in, but I need whoever's editing it to stop putting like bug noises in because it is just a loop of bug noises. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like making a, like a cricket noise. And I've heard the same like cricket loop a hundred times at this point. And if you're listening to it once a week, fine, but I'm not listening to it once a week, Brian Murphy (laughs) Binging. Also, NADPOD, screw you guys. We're going to win the podcast awards late to the party. Let's go. Adderify, fuck you.
1: I love you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to play D&D so bad. That's been on my mind a lot lately. Yeah, you say that like every time we record this podcast. I know, and I keep waiting for you to be like, oh man, let me organize a game. Let I'm, me. I'm not going to do that. Let me, I, I know this is important to you, my dear friend. Let me make that happen for you. Why don't you just organize a game? Because because I have DM'd before, which means I have to DM again. And if I organize the game, I have to DM. I just want to know what it's like to Eldritch Blast something, okay? I just want to know what it's like to use key points. I But I don't get that. I don't, I don't get to do that. I get to, my orc attacks you for, for, yeah, but I, I'll, I'll DM it. I don't care. I don't, I'm not doing the legwork of the
0: setting up though. It's I'll not
1: happening. Roll for damage. Also, you're the busiest human alive. I have three children. I have a daytime full-time job. I got a text message from a client while we were recording this. Yikes. Uh, it was a, it was I don't a, miss that. It was a, I mean, they're not, they don't need me. They just, they did send me a LinkedIn message. Oh, during this time. Gotcha. To say, can we meet tomorrow? at Midday.
0: Have you heard about this? This term that the, 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 the gen Xers, and the boomers are using now called quiet quitting.
1: Ethan, I am a LinkedIn influencer. Have I heard of quiet quitting? Of course. Where you go to your job and do your job and leave and leave. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, supposed I've heard be, this. it's supposed to be a bad thing. God, I think I think there's two schools of thought here. The LinkedIn influencer, the the person inside of me that is privileged enough to hustle. Here's about something like quiet quitting, which is like I'm sorry, this is what 99% of people were doing at work anyway. You you're not reinventing the wheel with this one. Uh maybe in Silicon Valley, here in the Roanoke market, we give like 80% at work. There's no 115% here. <laughs> uh here's here's the two schools of thought, one, yeah, obviously, that's exactly what you should do. You should go to your job, do your job and leave. I think the middle point here is nobody goes to work and does their job. That's the problem with quiet quitting, sure they do. no, I think for a lot of people, quiet quitting would be a dramatic step up from the work they're currently putting in, especially people who work from home. It, I it doesn't
0: on- it doesn't matter what work you're putting in it- like if you're putting in enough work during the day to not get fired, that's on you, bro. But like nobody can or should be allowed to expect things after your contracted work period of you.
1: No, I'm 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 with you on that. Yeah, but if you have ever been on, this is how to keep your mouse moving TikTok, so that it looks like you're busy while you're folding laundry. I mean, you, that, you but, have done quiet quat, but okay? also like, like,
0: but also like, you done Ben quit, but also that behavior is insane from the part of the
1: employer that they allow it or that no, that
0: they like monitor whether or not your your computer goes idle. Correct.
1: I don't think though, I have a feeling it's more like you have a window for Zoom or WebEx or LinkedIn or whatever freaking teams open on your computer. And if you see somebody has gone idle for two and a half hours, I don't think they're sitting there like, I'm sure there are bosses like this, but I don't think they're sitting there like, you know. John spent six and a half hours idle today. I think you look and see that John's been idle for six and a half hours. And you're like, I wonder if this is a pattern of behavior. <laughs> I wonder if John is always idle for yeah, do like, hours.
0: I, I don't, uh, nobody's talking about John being idle for six and a half hours. People are talking about getting chewed out for being idle for four minutes.
1: I don't think that happens. I, and maybe it happens to people. I don't is know. This, hold on. Has this never happened to you? No, no. I mean,
0: when are I was serious, in, when
1: I was in the call center, we were tethered. You had to have the headset on, bro. I used to get yelled at
0: if I went idle to like go to the bathroom at State Farm. Really? Yeah. Cause we had like a satellite office and yeah, you could yeah. always see where we were at on like Skype for business or whatever it was back then. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like the other, the, the office managers, the other office would like check in on us if it ever went yellow.
1: I feel like any job I've had when I was in the call center, there was definitely like a, we were definitely monitored if you took a comfort break, which was like going to the bathroom, uh, for more than, I think it was like two minutes. Then it was like, where are you? Yeah. That's uh, insanity. Uh, <laughs> That's insane behavior. I agree. And I don't think I ever, like I got promoted out of that, despite the fact that I didn't like care that it was happening. Like as long as you <clears> perform <throat> well enough at the rest of your job, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I mean, if like if your job is to field phone calls as they come in and you and your office regularly keep that call queue under five calls and you have 50 calls in the call queue and you get up.
0: Well, yeah,
1: you know, for five that's minutes. That's not what
0: anybody's worried about. I think your boss that is that is the absolute boomery response. Though <laughs> it's like, what are there's fifty
1: calls. <laughs> I mean, I, like, and I was always pretty smart about it. So like, I like, uh, but uh, and it definitely got much easier I when saw, went to work for.
0: I them. saw somebody recently that posted screenshots of an email thread where somebody like emailed them at four forty five on a Friday and then emailed them at like nine oh six Monday morning It was like, haven't heard from you in three days. <laughs> and it's like, obviously you, that's not, you okay. waited 21 w- business minutes right. <laughs> to respond to, to, to ask for this. Like that's, it's, obviously it's, not it's okay. the, the, that's what bothers me about the, the quiet quitting mentality is the like, if you respond back to somebody and say, or if you don't even respond back to somebody, if you like send me emails, you at, at or text you at 5 30 PM and you don't text them back till nine o'clock the next morning and they get mad. That is
1: BS. I think what frustrates me about, like, I'm I'm with it. You should be in a workplace that treats you well and is good to you and meets all of your expectations. Like, I'm not remotely against that. I think what frustrates me is when you work in a place where things are all in all pretty good, but then somebody on Reddit or LinkedIn or Facebook is like, you should be getting eight months off a year. And then you are all of a sudden pissed that your job doesn't give you eight months off a year. Despite the fact that, like, I get nineteen pay days off a year, I that's enough. I get plenty. That's way more than me, uh, th- right? That's that's way more than me. That's plenty. I get, you know, but but my company doesn't pay a hundred percent of my health insurance. No, that's true. You know, and so that like I, I have to deal with that. I don't get. But I mean, you should have to pay any amount of your health insurance. Uh, but also, your
0: company shouldn't have to pay any amount of your health insurance. I
1: I'm with. You, but they okay, but they do. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, but like, but you can't
0: just use okay, but they do to justify everything. That's the problem. But. Like,
1: like, I don't know. I think it's okay to put up with some of the crap in your job. Yeah. I think it is. Nobody's unlike, saying it's not. I think they are. Those There's... people
0: don't count as anybody. Okay. Right.
1: <laughs> like that's the, like, it is also okay to go to your job and do your job. Uh, Quite yeah. quitting. Like, that's what I'm saying is I think people who are claiming, you know, I just show up, I do my job. And then at five o'clock I leave. It's like great. That's a vast improvement for a lot of employees in the workforce today who are, you know, like I'm sorry. I'm I'm with you that they're getting chewed out for their going idle for 2 minutes, but there's also people who are like you can get on TikTok right now. You want to know why Google's laying off 900 employees? It's because if you go on TikTok, it'll be like, "Yeah, I work from home for Google. I got everything done in the first 20 minutes of my day, and now I'm running my mouse mover for the next seven hours and 40 minutes. I wonder why they laid off 700 employees. Google's also like the singular tech company that cares
0: about nine to five.
1: I mean, if you get on LinkedIn every day, there's another tech company that's just laid off a thousand employees, which is extremely sad. And I hate that for people, Um, but people got a little comfortable during the pandemic. I'm saying there are definitely people who are doing good work who lost jobs that they shouldn't have lost, but there are definitely people who should have lost their jobs. Also, (laughs) I told them that I agree with you. If your job's getting done, It shouldn't matter. I'm saying if they've hired a hundred people to do what it would take five people being paid a reasonable salary to do those other 95 people probably don't need to be there.
0: Sure. But they hired them,
1: (laughs) I guess. I don't, I don't know.
0: I feel like if you hire somebody, you owe them something.
1: Well, especially if you,
0: because if you work for Google, they hired you away from somewhere. To then lay you off
1: yeah i feel like i've been laid off and let go and left on my own terms from enough positions that i just like you to succeed in today's business i also have like a background in a very high turnover industry in my mind like leaving a job is is part of work like you you do work for more than one company and i, will I mean say sure but the people that i work with directly like my clients almost all, even if it's doing the same job for multiple companies have more than one job. That's wild. Correct. That's wild. I do not. I have one job. You have this, this is a job. I mean, it's not. It's brought to you by Aspen dental. You can start working at Aspen dental $25,000 sign on bonus terms and conditions to apply. You know, if this is Tyler, if this is a job, (laughs) we got
0: to talk about your mouse being idle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My mouse was a little too idle over the past two weeks. I'll tell you that much. Uh, what are we talking about? Inception. Vaguely. I, I do think you should follow me on LinkedIn, dear fo- dear dear bacon and eggs listener. It is a lot more. I
0: think you shouldn't have LinkedIn, dear bacon and eggs listener. It is a
1: lot more corporate content than than what we're <laughs> discussing here today. If you
0: don't absolutely need a job at this exact moment, you should not be on LinkedIn.
1: I, I've gotten past that layer to the point where like, I'm actually interacting with people who are talking about their thoughts on industries and and workplaces and how to improve things. And I feel like I've, I've I've reached a a level that I'm pretty satisfied with. Like, so you're the
0: man now (laughs) you are no longer sticking it to the man. You are the man.
1: Sure. I want my kids (laughs) to be able to go to college if they want to. So I guess your children's college should be free. Ethan, just because I vote for people who are going to make my children's college free. Doesn't mean it will be by the, (laughs) the time they go to college if they want to. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're the only one that's right, though. You like it's not the end of the world. Even the most die-hard people in this school of thought you're talking about, I know, still know that you have to participate in the system that exists. I'm not
0: saying you don't have to participate in the system that exists, but you also don't have to praise the system.
1: I'm not saying I praise the system. You absolutely
0: just were saying you praise the system. You're talking no. about oh, some people deserve to lose their jobs. That's all I'm saying. You know, quiet
1: quitting would be an improvement, is what you said. For a lot of people, it would be. If you show up and don't do your job. You're there to get do your job to get paid. I'm sorry, if you if you are flexing on TikTok that you did your entire week of work by 9 that a.m. on Monday. That should be celebrated. That should be celebrated. You shouldn't be getting paid for 40 hours of work. You absolutely should.
0: You absolutely, if your job, if the job they give you takes 8 hours, 10 hours, 40 hours, like whatever, you should be getting paid for the job that they give you. Like if they want to give you more stuff to do, fine. Great, that's between you and the, and, and, and your job.
1: <laughs> it just seems like the job's doing a really poor job of assessing how long it takes.
0: This I would agree, but that, <laughs> but that burden then falls on the employee, not the employer.
1: That's what you're saying. I'm saying the employer should figure out how to more adequately- No, you just said people should be fired. If you're not working. <laughs> if you're not working and your job is done, that should be celebrated. I guess I've never had a job that could be complete.
0: Yeah, but I promise you that there are jobs in tech that are done.
1: <laughs> that's the that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I could certainly have a cold, incorrect take on this. I, I'm not. I just think you heard me say quiet quitting, and then came from the the position
0: of the one percent of like, well, but I mean, there, there, these cases, like you know, there are people that are just using mouse clickers.
1: There are people that that's that's all you see. I mean,
0: hey, look hey, at the- first of all, that is not all I see. <laughs> you've gotten to a dark place on your TikTok, <laughs> sir. But this is people who are like
1: bragging about this, who are excited about. Well, their yeah, I mean, d- those
0: people should probably get fired. <laughs> <laughs> if if your culture is a culture of you have to work 40 hours to earn your 40 hours, then shut up. If you're done early, yes, keep your mouth shut. Correct. It's that that thing of like we've been we, we were at a work two and a half days ago. I saw a welder with a paintbrush today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think like I think about the call center, right? If, if, if the metric was, you have to take 75 calls in a day, that's like the minimum metric. Yeah. And you are very efficient on the phone and you've knocked out 75 calls by 10 AM. People are still calling for the next seven hours. Yeah. You still have to answer the phone. Yeah. Be less efficient. Sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing is like if you, but then if you're less efficient, if you have a sudden efficiency drop, (laughs) you get fired. If you don't Uh,
1: don't work 40 hours, you get fired. So I think, but that's like when I think about the call center example, if I was able to take 75 calls in two hours from eight to two or eight to 10, me slowing that down, like the manager in me is saying me slowing that down is not being less efficient. It is building a better relationship with the person on the other end. Probably, but you're also not
0: hired to take 75 calls. You're hired to take calls from eight to five. From eight to five. Yeah. Right. If you're hired to take calls, there are some jobs that aren't done. Like my, my fiance is working right now. She, well, and, and that's the other, she end. is like, a nurse. Right. Nursing. She not is, done. she is nursing
1: <laughs> from seven to seven. Right. She works twelves.
0: Yeah. Nurses love twelves. No, they don't. No one loves twelves.
1: Well, I think it's, I think nurses, the nurses I hire love four days off
0: yeah well (laughs) ICU nurses complain about 12s they would complain about 10s they would complain about (laughs) eights they will complain about working because their job is hard (laughs) yes she doesn't get paid enough for what she deals with but all I am saying is that if it is all about what the whole point of the quiet quitting and this is specifically the the wording that I saw used is that people are mad at employees doing what they are contracted for, which is to do X, Y, Z, and then go home. Correct. And not, and it's it's not about them not doing work at work. It's about them not being willing to work while they're off. Because I don't think anybody should have to work while they're off. I don't think it should be expected of
1: anyone. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. But it is. That's I, how we got here. I think, <laughs> I think if you are salaried, then your nine to five doesn't. Your nine to five is is your expected office hours.
0: I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I also think that we could maybe have a global conversation about what constitutes urgency.
1: Here's here's my current approach to it. I will not download any of my company's programs on my phone. I don't blame you. I will not download outlook on my phone. Yeah.
0: That's quiet quitting. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
1: No, because I will check LinkedIn before I go to work and after I go to work.
0: Right. But if you, if they can't get your, you, you, if you're not responding to emails, every moment you're awake, you've, you've failed the system. And that was actually a sticking. stick. That's point. the point
1: in my interview was I asked my boss, uh, basically when I went through the layoff and was applying and interviewing places, every single interview, I was very blunt about like, I'm not going to miss a soccer game for your company. Yeah. Period. And they were like, there were like a couple of companies that were like when are your daughter's soccer games. And I was like, she doesn't, He's three. Uh, like, <laughs> they, they don't exist yet. It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I got deeper into the process with the company I'm with now, uh, I asked the hiring manager. I was like, "Do you have Outlook on your phone?" And he told me, "No. He said he deleted it two years ago and he hasn't looked back. That's good. And I That's said, excellent." And I said, "And that was honestly a big selling point for me." I just like,
0: so like I I saw this this come up on Facebook today, and then literally afterward, I downloaded. Not downloaded. I went Outlook, through Outlook
1: so that he can answer work emails from home. I don't have. You guys just have Gmail. Do you have an email account? No. There's no like. I use, scb.com. No, we think? use Slack. <laughs> we don't do emails. Well, emails are not for internal communication. But also, I I don't have.
0: I have a comfortable relation by work where I don't have a problem responding in the Slack after hours because I've never been made to feel like I have to. Right. Um. And also, it's after hours is usually just sending TikToks to each other. <laughs> um we're not that chill <laughs> but yeah i, I have an ex- extraordinarily chill work environment uh, but i also have a job that it can be done and is frequently done i'm not allowed to go home but can just be done um but i i so i went through and was deleting all of my unnecessary text messages like your doordash order has been picked up so i had like 400 unread texts and they were mostly like here's a sale on backpacks <laughs>
1: You like backpacks? You got you backpacks? You like backpacks? You like sunglasses?
0: But then like eight, my phone decided to like unarchive a bunch of crap from like my iCloud from years ago. Like back when I worked at Safe Farm, I was getting like unread text messages from f- five years ago that were like, hey, I need to, ca- I need to cancel my insurance policy at like 4.30 a.m. on a Saturday and then like 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday being like, did you hear me? I said I need to cancel my insurance policy. And this is after I'd read the thing about the, about the quiet quitting. I was just like, oh God. I don't miss this at all. Not for a second.
1: I wouldn't have. Even when I was a territory manager and felt like my job was a 24-7 thing, even if I was in a hotel for work in another city, I generally, like if somebody was trying to get in contact with me, I generally wouldn't reply after hours. It
0: was expected of me to reply after hours with my personal cell phone
1: number. I would give out my personal cell phone number. And usually if they texted me, it was a pretty simple answer. But if somebody texted me, or for a medical device company, if somebody texted me and said, I'm having an issue with my device. I generally would reply and say, let me give you a call when I'm in the office tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I did that plenty and I had plenty of people just cuss me out.
1: (laughs) And I never, I don't think I ever had a a client that was not understanding with that.
0: Yeah, I had plenty. Anyway, I've never used outlook.
1: (laughs) That's a new one. It just gave up. It just, I don't even know how I would fix that. So
0: I love the sure SM seven bs that we have.
1: They're so heavy. Is this working? Boop, boop, boop. Yep. Cool.
0: But uh, I recently was using road. We use road pod mics to record late to the party. Yep. And you see how your, your microphone has that little adapter in it so that it goes from, from big thread to small thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need that with the road pod mic. No, it just has threads for both kinds of stands.
1: Huh? Like built neat. in. Yeah.
0: And I was looking at it, I'm like you are the best microphone.
1: It's so good. Ever would recommend. It doesn't need a cloud lifter. That is the dumbest. And you know thing what? It doesn't ones. need a
0: cloud lift for it. It doesn't sound $300 worse than these.
1: Correct. This is, this is the last thing I, I'll say about the workplace.
0: I could talk about the law of diminishing returns on microphones uh, for years. Fun fact. I once used a microphone that cost $27,000.
1: That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You know, on this show, more I've than used my a microphone that cost $20. I, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I think you asked to borrow my $20 microphone. I did once. And then we never ended up using it. Yeah. I have two of them. Um, they're 20 bucks. I think the cheapest thing
0: I ever used was a snowball.
1: I don't like the snowball. I don't like the I've, snowball I've come either. fully around on this one. If I ever told you, you should buy a snowball for your podcast. I'm really sorry.
0: Uh, I mean, the snowball has been like fully, fully outdated at this point.
1: Yeah. By the Yeti nano or whatever, by the sure SM seven B actually buy
0: road. No, buy the shirt, by the, by the sure. What is it? MV 2 this one that has USB in it. Yeah. Buy the white one. It looks really cool. <laughs> Uh, the last thing you're going to say about the workforce.
1: I'm not a hustle culture like advocate or anything. I will say this. I've reached a stage in my life where I I do like the work that I do. And I've liked a fair few jobs. And I don't feel bad about going to work and enjoying it. No, I, and I, I think and I, you should. I've felt bad about that a lot of times in my life. Because I have like a very corporate background. And I feel like a lot of the people I make company with. Are, don't. are, are <laughs> Don't. Uh, and are opposed to the type of work that I've done in my life. Yeah.
0: It's, it's one of those things where like, and this is, this is not a, a, a you thing or a them thing, but it's like you, you sort of do have to realize like you can like your job and that's great. I'm fantastic. I love that. You love your job, but you got to like also sort of remember sometimes the other people that do jobs like you have are not always as nice as you.
1: I do know that. And I know that like, so like I I work with young people in my office who are extremely good at what we do, but they are very much like punch in punch out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there it's, it's a very weird dichotomy where I'll go into work and not be the best at what we do, but enjoy what we do. More than anyone else.
0: Uh, So I was thinking about this recently and it's like, you can like comic books and you can want to talk to people about comic books for the right reasons, which is that you like comic books. You enjoy reading them. You want to, to, Share that. To share that. But like, people don't really have to like you or listen to you at this point because there are enough people that are just like assholes about comic books. Correct. That like, even if you're the cool comic guy, like, you can get upset, but like, you sort of can't if people are like, I don't want to talk to you about comics.
1: Uh, and comics <laughs> is a weird thing because I do like comics, but it is still a weirdly personal medium. There's so many freaking books. Yeah. You know, and I get frustrated anytime I'm on TikTok and somebody has a bookshelf with like hundreds of omnibuses, 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 they have many, <laughs> many the big comic books, not the like the, the really big hardback ones. Like man, each one of those costs like 50 bucks. You've sunk so much into this hobby. 50 bucks might be low. I don't know what they cost. I see, I'll tell you what, man. Books as somebody that, Hey, I f-
0: hate libraries. Yeah. I'll say it. I don't like libraries. You can like libraries. I think they're great. I, I'm, I'm glad the libraries exist. I don't like going in them. I don't like dealing with them. I don't want to return the books. They smell
1: funny. They do smell funny. I, I was going like, to say that they smell I funny. I like
0: buying books. Yeah. And I spent a fucking lot of money last year on books. Like a lot of money that I probably could have spent on anything else. But you know what? I read all those books. There's like seven books on my shelf that I haven't read, except for the, the giant gold leaf
1: omnibuses
0: <laughs> octopodes, <laughs> uh the the big ones like you you got me the jurassic park one and the yeah. oh, game and One. I haven't. I haven't i mean i've read most of the books that are contained within them mm-hmm. but i have not read those specific copies um but yeah, yeah i spent a
1: lot of money on books last year books are expensive <laughs> books to be costing some money uh but anyway what, what you're saying is that i know Well, and like, I know that like I have a sales background, I make it a very strong personal point not to sell whatever it is I have to, and I wasn't always this way, but I try not to sell to the people in my inner circles. Sure. Like it would be very easy for me to pitch what I do to Kate. Yeah. I I will not do it. I'm glad. And like when I was doing shoes and uh, medical devices, those medical devices, like people would talk about issues that they're having and very often i would be able to connect whatever issue they're having to some value proposition that our product would have helped sure i, I like it took a lot of learning and a lot of discipline to like this is not your place yeah uh, that people just
0: want to say that their their back hurts right and not they they don't need you to fix it right then
1: right um and and the same with shoes was like you know, people would talk about wanting to get in shape or wanting to, you know, why this, that, and the third, even it happened at my new job. I was talking to somebody and when you sell shoes, one of like the immediate complaints is that people don't want the inserts. Uh, yeah. I sold inserts to 85% of my customers. I was a baller at that. Uh, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. We can't, for- we can't say why for legal reasons, but <laughs> really <laughs> we can't say anything about the company I worked for before fleet feet. Okay. We can't like mention them by name or anything weird. Okay. Um, But yeah, I was a baller at that. Um, And it happened in my recent job where somebody was like, Tyler, do you think I would like these hokas that just came out? And I was looking at them and I was like, well, let me see you walk. And I did a gate analysis and I did the whole thing. And I was like, well, honestly, I think this would be a pretty good shoot for you. I would recommend like a light, flexible insert without missing a, like interrupted me. I don't buy the inserts. I don't. And like, I could feel myself like, all of a sudden value propping why inserts are important and why you need them and why this type instead of this type and why we should go for something flexible instead of something rigid, especially if you don't like inserts. And, and then I was like, you know what? Just cut it. Doesn't matter. They don't want them. You don't get anything for selling them. Let it go. (laughs) Yeah. Sell them the shoes. Just, and I wasn't even selling them the shoes. They were just like, based on this listing online, what can you tell me about this shoe? Like a lot.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. (sighs) I was very good at, this is going to sound like the this is the stupidest sentence I've ever said. When I worked for State Farm, I was very good at selling people the product that they wanted.
1: Good, <laughs> which like <laughs> <laughs> I like car insurance. <laughs> Done. <laughs> state minimums. Let's go.
0: But that was a, the, like <laughs> no. It was never state minimums. It was. It was. <laughs> I was able to sell them the thing that they within their range of, of products, able to sell them the thing they needed but didn't know they need, but was not very good at like converting to, oh, you want you came in here for car insurance, let's get you $10 million in term life insurance. Right. <laughs> and I worked with a couple of people that were very good at that, and that was what was expected of me, but was not what was told was expected of me
1: in my well even training. I can show training you or, the commission structure at State Farm and tell you, I shouldn't have to tell you why you want to sell term life insurance. No,
0: I understand why I want to sell term life insurance, <laughs> but I also, I'm not... I, I didn't care about commission
1: that what makes you a bad salesman. I,
0: I'm aware. I never <laughs> said I was a good salesman, but it's like, I was, I was, I would close a lot more business than everybody else. They would close bigger business than me.
1: Yeah. I, I was good at that in, in medical devices as well. Yeah. Like I was interested in finding a solution and this is why I think I've succeeded in sales as long as I have. My interest is finding a solution that caters to actually solving the problem you're trying to solve. Yeah, that's
0: how I, I wanted to treat insurance, but never really got the opportunity to.
1: Right. Well, and if you like, the thing is, if you opened Ethan Edgehill State Farm, you would go out of business. Absolutely, not selling term life. Policies. Absolutely, <laughs> not yeah. converting some of those. Um, yeah. You know, so don't open Ethan Edgehill State. No, Farm, unless you. Want but also, to. people
0: should want life insurance. It's a good thing to have.
1: I think life insurance is the toughest. It's the, I've never done insurance in terms of sales, and I don't think I could. It is. I've bought life insurance from, I don't think I ever bought it from you, but you I bought not. it from multiple people. Yeah. And I believe in the product. I've seen its benefits firsthand. Yeah. And I still feel like it's skeevy as hell. <laughs> I still feel like you shouldn't buy it and you, you shouldn't let your friends swindle you into buying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I've sold some questionable stuff. Okay. I've sold mattresses. You, I, I do I've not. I've sold used I was cars. about to say this exact
0: <laughs> sentence is that out of all the iterations of salesman Ty that I have dealt with, I do not miss mattress guy, Tyler.
1: <laughs> I know a lot about mattresses. You are
0: such a dick about mattresses. There's so
1: much to learn about the mattress industry. And here's, here's what I'll tell you. And I, you, All the things you said were like insidious in my head. <laughs> we're
0: like, I cannot, I have not slept in peace since you started <laughs> crown on So i It's like my mattress isn't fucking tufted
1: <laughs> the advantage of tufted mattresses. A lot of like class, like your pillow basically just compresses, but a tufted mattress is trying to uh, decompress. And so that's what makes it so great and why it's not going to, compress over time is because actually as those tufts loosen is your mattress will get taller and therefore it will last longer. Um, it's a little, little tufted.
0: My mattress costs $4,000. It, and
1: It's also not tufted. It's not tufted. <laughs> it is absolutely not tufted. It is the real deal. The temper foam. Yeah, no, I, I got the name the brand
0: foam mattress. Uh, here's, and let my me tell you what, it's way better than the Tufted needle brand. Um, I Tuft and so needle.
1: If you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. They're owned by Celia. Now I'm sure they make a fine product. Uh, which is the same people that own temper. Um Okay, well, I changed my <laughs> mind. Kizicks.
0: The slip-on shoes from TikTok. If you're listening to this right now, you can
1: absolutely go bite one. I'm pretty sure Skechers just bought them. Uh, and they can absolutely bite one. Don't buy Skechers. That is my Tyler Working shoes advice. Don't buy Skechers. Do I own Skechers? Not currently.
0: I've gotten to the point in my life where I wish every single shoe uh had a sole or like a footbed made by Birkenstock. Nice. That's that's my current plane of existence is that i love my birkenstocks more than anything else
1: i i'm a firm believer in an insole do i have them in my shoes absolutely not are you insane that those crazy, uh, those cure
0: insoles i bought from you're really nice Curex. Curex, that's
1: it yeah those are really nice i that do is, i do
0: enjoy those i have i have moved them to other shoes from time to time
1: the best over the counter insole i've ever sold um
0: it's a lot better than the Superfeet one that is made of wood are, they're not made of wood well it feels like it's made of wood made of carpet feels like it's made of wood
1: uh yeah. Also, I don't
0: think they're made of carbon. They're
1: carbon plates.
0: I don't think the ones I ever made of carbon. Yeah, the classics. I don't, I don't. I can't even get into this. Uh, if they're made of carbon, they're doing a bad job of showing me they're made of carbon.
1: They do do a bad job of showing me they're made of carbon. I'll tell you that much,
0: bro. If I had, if I made something out of carbon fiber, I would tell everyone.
1: This is my. We have gone. Thing. We
0: we have lost the rails entirely. But we no, are in mattress, the.
1: You sleep on mattresses. Inception and, and you dream while you're sleeping. This is my mattress thing. I was this having a This episode is brought
0: to you by the silly Posturpedic mattress.
1: No, it's not. Posturpedic blows. Uh, he doesn't stop. It's, It's been years. <laughs> it's been literal years. Uh, this is my thing on mattress. I was at work the other day and somebody was like, oh, I'm trying a new mattress. And I was like, oh, I used to sell mattresses. You have questions about the product. And they were like, it's a fully foam I saw it on TikTok and I was like, just buy It doesn't matter. It does not matter. How much does it cost? $340. Buy it. Doesn't matter. What if I don't like it? Replace it. You pay
0: $300 for it. (laughs) Buy another one. Don't you sleep on like a $200 box mattress?
1: Yeah, from Walmart. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then we got a three inch topper for it. It's great. Love it. It's $300. You replace it every two years. It's great. The
0: other day, I saw a Dodge Ram 1500 for sale on Walmart.com. That's crazy. For like (laughs) $42,000 that you could just like click buy now on Uh, that Walmart like Dropship thing has gotten crazy. Shaboom. What is the bacon and eggs listeners? Tyler,
1: score? you will not believe this. Is it 82? It is 89. 80. Good God. It is 89. That brings this to a bacon and egg score of 78.55, which I think is really bad. I think it's probably like second worst. Uh let's see if I can figure oh. out how to get back to the first sheet here. Oh, I'll tell you what, let's talk about chiropractic. This feels really good on my spine. I can talk about chiropractic. Uh, It beats out. Eternals loses to Dune. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's about right. It's better than Eternals. That's for damn sure. You didn't like Eternals.
0: Yeah, because it's not good. It's not a good movie. I don't know how to do this. This
1: thing's heavier than you think it is. I mean, it's a hammer. It's probably not, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because I can't remember how. So thank you for listening to bacon and eggs. You may have ruined the scoreboard. You guys are so pretty. This has been our, Tyler talks business.
0: Graphics are by Vaishon Brandon. Our music oh, is by Andrew Scott Bell. Andrew Scott Bell music.com. Or Andrew Scott Bell on TikTok. Vashon designs on Instagram. Uh, join our super secret, super awesome Facebook group. It's not secret. It is awesome. It's in the description down below. It's free. It's free. And if it's not, if you want stuff that's not free, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and get the hash browns for $5 a month. Or you can get the unedited episodes where Tyler talks about CRMs for 10 minutes while I look up
1: the listener score. Yeah. Yeah. You guys like CRMs? What do you, you like? You guys big fans of Oracle? The big AS400 guy? I think we all are. Uh, I can just tell you
0: that I hate Salesforce.
1: Go DOS. Uh, oh,
0: man. <laughs> Let me tell you what. All the system that we had prior to our proprietary CRM system that worked in DOS, that thing was beautiful. I never actually got to use it. It's full functionality.
1: Order Power, baby. But
0: yeah. DOS is the best. We should always be using DOS.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you Click, are a DDS. Gra-
0: guided user interface is the worst thing to ever happen.
1: If you are a DDS and want to make a $25,000 signing bonus, you can work at Aspen Dental. I
0: cannot express to you how much neither of us use Aspen Dental, nor are we getting paid for this advertisement.
1: I do not use Aspen Dental, although I do need a new dentist. So there's an Aspen Dental over by Chipotle. I have a story for the you, Browns. You can probably go to my dentist. He's pretty cool. Does he take my dental insurance?
0: Do you have Delta. If you don't have Delta, you should contact your um, HR manager and tell them to get Delta.
1: That's Emily's company. I don't I don't do benefits through oh, my company. Well, if
0: you have Humana, then you should get a different dental insurance.
1: I have dental insurance. I know that much. I also have vision insurance, and it's VSP, and that's a headache and a half.
0: Well, nobody takes Humana dental insurance, which is what I had through your brothers until very recently. Uh, nobody takes Humana dental insurance, including Del- or including Aspen Dental.
1: But their dentists do get a 25 25- thousand dollar signing bonus
0: yeah so go pay a hundred thousand dollars to go to dentist school and then get your twenty five thousand dollar signing bonus and work next to a chipotle
1: there's two aspen dentals next to chipotle's in this town. i
0: think they're owned by the same company or something have to be <laughs> or they're both franchises that are owned by like the fraylands
1: i don't know thanks for listening to bacon and
0: eggs my name is ethan and that's tyler carlin until next time arrivederci
1: ad and god the and and uh, Add to nine. Ariadne. Ariadne, that's it. <laughs> Age of Adeline. <laughs> Blake Lively.